When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to John Comic Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, you can hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E, Empire Media. Go on there, check it out, all that good stuff. Always much appreciated when you do. Well, today, it's about the keys and prediction for Sunday's game at the Houston Texans. Before I get into that, a couple injuries that you need to know about. First of all, out for Sunday, linebacker Cole Holcomb, still with the foot injury. Uh, Running back J.D. McKissick, still with the neck injury. And then tight end Armani Rogers, who has a knee-slash-ankle issue, was on the injury report during the week, but did not was not out there at, at the practice field on Friday. So it was a bad sign when I saw for Rodgers that I, when I saw Cole Turner running some red zone pass routes, that's always a sign that you're probably going to get some action. So Turner will be the third tight end this week, along with Logan Thomas and John Bates. And I don't, you know, is there a drop-off? I don't know. I like what Rodgers have done, but we all know what we thought Turner could do this year. So he's going to get an opportunity on Sunday. And then as far as Chase Young goes, Washington coach Ron Rivera said that they would know more about his status tomorrow, kind of give it another day to see, even if he's activated to the 53-man roster, doesn't mean he'll play on Sunday. In fact, I would say, leaning definitely, I'm not expecting him at this point to play. If he does, be a little bit of a surprise. Rivera did say that if he doesn't get activated on Saturday, that by Tuesday, he would be activated. And then the big thing for him is the confidence in the knee pushing off it when he's um, you know, just when you're engaging in contact. And that he said that the trainers have pretty much done all they can do. Now it's just a matter of uh, young getting comfortable with that knee. This is not about, is it healthy or not? It's not about that at all, but it's really about performing football function functionality, I guess, if that's a word. But that's what they're looking for. And just, again, pushing off, engaging in 300-pound linemen, making those kind of moves at a high level with confidence. When they see that, that's when they'll put them back on the field. They've been very patient with the whole situation. And one thing that does help is I think their defensive line has done a really nice job. Listen, that's I think they are doing a really nice job. But the ends are doing a good job, too. They're playing with good awareness for each other, playing together. And I think that's something that when Young comes back, he's going to have to definitely fit into that. That's one thing that Ron Rivera was talking about on Friday. And that's something that you see when you watch the film. There was a time earlier this year where, for example, what they were really happy about, like a guy like Daniel Wise as a tackle rushing upfield and kind of looking to his right to see what the end is doing so he can react off that. And now it's what Rivera talked about, too. There are times with like pain and sweat where pain's rushing upfield, sees, can see, get that peripheral vision with sweat and his action. And then pain, for example, on one time, he sees sweat cutting inside, so pain stays vertical to keep that maintain that rush discipline. And they, that's something that this group has done very well this year, 
compared to last year, especially. And that's something that Young's going to have to, when he gets in there, is going to have to get used to not just him doing his own, what he needs to do, but working within the confines of that group. So just another, this is something else for him to, to, to have to adjust to. And I, you know, is this longer? It's longer than I thought it was going to be, but that's only because you don't always know. Sometimes you get the information later in the process about what was really said or what was really going on. And I don't think it was anything other than this has been the timetable. And then you get back to this point. And while the knee is right, then it's about getting to the ability to play an actual game and not putting them out there until they feel confident he can. And again, I think that's a good thing. So there you go on all that. Now, let's get to the keys. Now, before I get to the three keys, the number one biggest key this week to me was build off that success from Monday. I was talking to a player in the locker room, and he agrees with this. If you don't go out there and beat Houston Sunday, then what did that win on Monday mean? It was just a nice win in a season, but you didn't capitalize on it. This is a chance, and they know it. This is a chance for them to change the trajectory of their season. Not like it's going to take them to a 12-5 and team. They're going to win every game the rest of the way, but it certainly puts them in a different spot by winning a game like that because now, now you have a chance to beat Houston. You have Atlanta coming up at home. You have a chance to get to seven and five heading into December, and that would put them right back in the thick of things to get one of those three wild card playoff spots. So, it, and again, the players are well aware of this, and this is why Rivera had talked about while it was nice to see the way the guys celebrated, that it's you want to at some point you need to act like now, now you need to act like you've been there, and by doing that, it's what do you do during the week to get ready for Sunday? And by the way. If they win Sunday, this will be the first time they're over 500, over the 500 mark since November 22nd, 2018. That's a long time, folks. And I know you know that it's a long time, but I just thought I'd tell you even more. But anyways, so number one thing for this week is take care of business. Build on Monday's win. Make that win mean something. Otherwise, it will just be a good upset win and otherwise kind of humdrum season. But make it mean something. You have a chance to really get some momentum. Build on it. Because if you don't, then what happens, right? So anyway, let's get to key number one. Keep pounding the ball. Listen, we know the deal here, right? This is this is a team that has to stick to that run game. And it, you're not going to get 49 carries every week. That was their most in 20 years. So let's not expect that. They don't have to control the ball with the same intent as they did on Monday, knowing that the Eagles' offense was highly explosive. Houston doesn't have that kind of an offense. But that doesn't mean you just go back to throwing the ball a lot. One of the things, and again, I was talking to a player in the locker room, and they said, listen, Houston, they know that Houston's run defense is bad. And he's like, Houston, people have been gashing their that team for a reason. They're not very good at defending the run. So test them on it. Just run the ball. It's And the funny thing is, it's not like Washington is suddenly this great run team. It's the commitment and I think the dedication to it and their, you know, his and the effectiveness of it, more so than any sort of dynamic runs. I mean, the longest run Monday was 11 yards. This is, you know, they they are leaving some yards on the table, which I think if they get some of these things corrected, could be something you'd see changing down the road that you start to get more of those 15, 20, 25 yard runs. They're not getting a lot of those folks. And but the commitment and the efficiency of the run game is something that definitely helps. And and you see, again, with Houston, they're, they're just not very good. 
outside the tackles is where they've been really hurt. And I, this is when I was talking to another player about this, like why so bad on the outside? And is is really is the answer was teams just gas them. And so they Houston gives up 6.46 yards per carry on runs outside the tackle. That is the most in the NFL. For the season, they have, they have given up, let's see, what am I saying? The second most rushing yards and their third in number of temp, attempts of, of, of rushing attempts. That You can run on them. That's the point. The linebackers, you don't really see them making plays. They do have some veterans on that line, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, but they're a little bit older. Wear them out. That's one of the things that I was talking with Charles Leno in the locker room the other day about the impact of the run game. And he was talking about, well, you know, you get into third and one, third and three, third and four. It's a lot easier to pass for that because they don't know what's coming. But I even asked him, like, but when you got to third and eight, it's not like he was being like, it's not like Taylor Haneke was being overwhelmed. And that's an obvious pass situation. And his point was that he felt like the run game had worn down those pass rushers. So, you know, you got some older guys on that line. Wear them out, you know, and I think you can do that with this with a lot of you know some some vertical plays or excuse me horizontal plays as well. Get them moving side to side. Get them moving all over. Um, that's one thing that I always liked when Kyle Shanahan was coaching. You could see when they go no huddle, you'd see far to the right, far to the left. Make them move. Get them moving back and forth. Tire them out, and then start punching them in the mouth. So that's something I think you can do. I also think that I'm really curious to see how Brian Robinson starts to do now. There were some runs the other day that were very close to breaking some longer runs, not just because of him. Sometimes, it, again, I pointed out something with Trey Turner in the podcast on Thursday. Some, if you want to go back and listen to that, and there are some examples that my son Matthew put up on YouTube so you can see some of what I'm talking about with it. And it's not to single him out because there are others that are like that. I just felt like that was a prime example of just a little bit better footwork and leverage, and you got a 25, 30-yard run. In other words, Things are there when they hit their details, then things are there to be had. And so I think that's something you need to do. And, you know, I think with Robinson, he talked about his vision getting better. He feels like it's starting to slow down. He's being more patient. I think he also got some confidence from that game the other night. And when you start running with confidence, things are different. That he had that, what I call the FU run down inside the goal line where he's dragging guys. And he heard a lot about that from his fellas too. They're blowing him up on his phone about that that run. But I think you're starting to see some confidence build for him. These are young guys who haven't done this before. Even if they've done it at a high level, even if they're in the NFL, they still need to see that they can do it. And I think the other night was a very efficient game for him. So I look for, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he or, or Gibson has a really big game running the ball because of some longer runs that they break. It's not like it's not like Houston has always given up 10, 15 yards of carry. They do get worn down, though. And so I think you just have to be very efficient and stick with it. So I think there's going to be a little bit more balance. And that's one thing Scott Turner talked about is it's not like you can just go out there and run, you know, every, have the same game plan every week. Teams are different that, and each week, and they're going to defend you differently, what they do well, et cetera, et cetera. But it's going to start with this team first and foremost with the run. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
key number two, cross them up. And so by that, I mean, this is, this is a defense that, first of all, they know that they can't defend the run, that they don't defend it very well. So they're going to be over aggressive trying to stop the run. And I've seen that in other games. You can you can really hit, get them on some play action motion and all that. But I think with, with this part with me, what I do is, you know, what they've done, what Washington's done very well is a lot of the motion. Curtis Samuel on the jet, Jahan Johnson on the jet action, getting the motion going one way, coming back with the tight end, slicing behind the formation for blocks on another way, and really crossing them up. Because this is a team that, they're going to, it's going to test their eyes in a big way. I think this team, as much as any, when I'm watching the Giants, they're not running a lot of stuff like that. They don't use a lot of motion in their run game um, like in that matter. I think this is something that when you're – I think you have some guys in that Houston defense that are overly aggressive that I think is going to mess them up a little bit if you start to see them doing that. One of them is a safety, Petrie. Um, very aggressive, too aggressive at times. And I think they feel like he's a guy that maybe you can get him on some of these play actions to the tight ends, um, maybe some tight end screens. I've seen that work against this team because they are hell-bent on getting and stopping the run. That play action, I think, is going to be something big for them. Again, the you know, linebackers, they're flying up to fill gaps or trying to. I don't see them making a lot of plays, but I do see them biting hard on some play action looks. And I think it's a chance for guys like for these receivers to to maybe have some games if you can cross them up working with Jahan Dotson getting open for some big plays I think Derek Stingley their cornerback the rookie cornerback not sure if he's going to play um I know missed a couple of days of practice this week the hamstring injury even if he plays you've got to test him with that but again it starts with crossing them up getting their eyes all over the place not sure what's going to hit them because I don't think they always see that so I think it's something that they can definitely do pretty well with this group I, I do, you know, wouldn't shock me if one of those receivers has a has a pretty big game with some big plays, whether it's McLaurin. I like Samuel in his variety roles. But Dotson, you know, guy's a good receiver. Coming off a one-catch game, you know, I, I certainly think he's he's obviously capable of a lot more. The guy's really good. And so somebody's going to have a big game with that um, or some big plays off of that, and it's because cross them up. All right, last key, defend the middle. The one thing Houston can do, they have the running back, Damian, um, Damian Pierce, really good. And he's he's a he's a bulldozer. I he's a fun guy to watch run, a lot of power. That's what they're gonna try and do. That's everything for Houston starts with him being able to run the ball. He's much better, he's really good between the tackles. He's he's had some runs outside the tackles, but let me some some stats. 111 of his 138 runs have been between the tackles. It's about 4.3 or so between the tackles, but considering that probably a decent number of them are short yard stuff, that's pretty good. They're going to use a lot of three tight ends, create some numbers disadvantages. There were some games, whether it's Eagles or Giants, where you'd see or get mostly against the Eagles, who do not obviously they don't stop the run very well either. But you get in some eight man fronts with Houston's line because you got three tight ends up there, and they're just going to double team, double team, double team. So you've got to get them off the double teams. That means those tackles. John Allen, Deron Payne, they're, they're good with double teams. They know how to play them. So I think that, and that's one of the weaknesses for Houston's offensive line is, is the guard play. They have good tackle of Laramie Tunsil. That's going to be a good matchup for Montez Sweat. But inside those tackles, Allen and Payne, they keep playing like they have. It's going to be hard for Houston to run inside the way they have. And they can always, Washington can always go with that five-man front. You throw the big fella, John Ridgeway in there, 
and you're and you're doing pretty well with it. You know, you get him matched up one on because I think what they're going to want to do is maybe with some of those double teams, you try and get into one on one blocking situations with those five man front, which again plays a little bit like a three four. But you get Ridgeway over the center, let him control the middle, and let him and he plays with good vision when he does that. So I think that's a way that you can defend that as well. Um, but it really, it's going to be those tackles, that interior, and this defense is playing well. I think one of the big keys has been those three sa- that three safety again, and a big key for that has been Bobby McCain. I think he's kind of like an un- unsung hero in that defensive backfield because he goes up and plays a slot now. He's a small guy, and he's sticking. He's not afraid to stick his nose in there and make some plays. He's got some quickness to get to the hole, and and again, make some plays against bigger guys. So, but I think. There's been a lot of talk about St. Juice and the um, Forrest and Cam Curl and, and all those guys, but Bobby McCain has been a big help for them because of his versatility. He's a former slot corner. He can play up in there, but he's physical enough to help with the run as well and to fit in those gaps, and that's going to be a big key. One of the things that Houston will do, of course, off of this is play action. One thing that um, – let, let's take a look at Davis Mills' numbers. When he throws off play action, he averages 8.95 yards per attempt in play action. No play action is 5.80 yards per attempt. They don't have a downfield pass game unless you're using play action. So you've got to be aware of that. Brandon Cooks can hurt you in that way. Um, they, they, They can hurt you at times in that. But it all starts with stopping that run game. And, you know, listen. That's that's the key here. Stop the run, defend the middle, and, and I think you're going to go home happy. Anyway, so let's get to my pick and how this game is going to go. I think Washington is playing in a really good way right now, obviously coming off that win. But I like how the defense has been playing for six or seven games now. Um, really since the second game of the year, they or since the third game of the year, they've done a nice job defensively. I think they're continuing to build. They have young guys who are getting better. Jamin Davis, one of them, he's now wearing the green dot. I should have mentioned him more. It's funny because one of the things that they talked about today, or Ron Rivera did, is said, you know, I think you guys may have figured this out by now, but they were hard on him, obviously, at that first game. And Jack Del Rio was hard on him. And they what they discovered is he responds very well to tough coaching. Coming up with the military background, they feel like he responded well to that. Not every player does, but he certainly has because he's played well. Wearing that green dot, which is another step for him, and I asked Rivera, was that is that something that it was a sign of his growth, which is obviously yes. And then the other part is, is this something you're is this what you're hearing him talk about in meetings? That what's meetings, but also what they hear him saying on the field and the and the what they're seeing him do on the field has given them confidence to to put that green dot on him and have him call the place. Cam Curl was doing it for the first couple of games without Cole Holcomb. The other thing is, last thing with this defense and why I think they're ascending still is the confidence that Del Rio now has to call different things or put them in different spots and and because because they can handle it. So this defense is playing well. I think that's going to continue. I think Brian Robinson has a has a really has maybe his best game so far as a rookie and this team escapes with a let's go 21 to 14 win over the Texans. They come back 6 and 5 with a home game against the Atlanta Falcons. Should be a fun time. Anyway, that's it for me. I'll be back after the game with Nikki Jabala of the Washington Post breaking down what happens in Houston. I will talk to you next time.